0: and roll part of the mile high sports podcast family i'm your host ryan blackburn at nba blackburn on twitter it is thursday night as i'm recording this off day for the nuggets uh not necessarily wanting to talk about them too much here they'll we'll be talking about them by proxy but i am joined by a very special guest good friend of the program good friend of mine matt Moore at hp basketball host of the locked on nuggets podcast uh insider for the action network and insider for 104.3 uh, Matt, uh, good to hear from you, man, and, and excited to have you on to talk about some national topics.
1: Thanks for having me on, Ryan. Always happy to come on with you, even as you're like, it's <laughs> just the way you talk about it, like, didn't necessarily want to talk about the Nuggets, like, at all, like, ever. Like, I don't want to even mention this team. <laughs> I hate having to think
0: about this team. It's tough, man. Like, I I, I know I've, I've been beating that bush, like, nonstop for, for a lot of people, so I don't want to... I don't, I don't want people to get it the wrong way because it's just been a really tough season to cover. And like, you've, you've been on this too, but it's, I I know I, cause I listened to your pod with Adam and you're like, but you could be the Kings and I'm like, why do I want to deal with that? There's no reason for me to want to deal with that and like, like feel pity for the opposed for other teams and other franchises when Denver was so close, it's just so painful. Um, I do just want you to spend a
1: week, take a week off in the nuggets. Just take a week off one week, Ryan, just take one week off. And just watch all the Kings games. Oh. Just just take a week and watch all the Kings games. And like follow Kings Twitter and be like, this is life year after year after year for going on 17 years of that franchise.
0: God. Yeah. Guess yeah. guess who the Nuggets play tomorrow?
1: <laughs> They're gonna lose too. They're absolutely gonna yeah. lose. They're gonna. Be,
0: I. They have
1: to stay on brand. They cannot. They beating the Kings will be extremely not on. Although you know this is a different team this year. Um. One more thing on on this before we get into all the other good stuff that you wanted to talk about. Um, I will just say I think. I I, I just think that we're very much caught in a, in a moment bubble. And I just think the last couple of years have just been such a roller coaster that everyone's just kind of like, you know, really wrapped up in it. Um, I don't know. There, there needs to be something new. I get that. It's just difficult when it's like, there's still a lot on the table, I think for this team, I don't think the window has closed.
0: So. Yeah. I, and we're, we're, we're probably at different places there. I I mean, we should, this is another conversation for a trade deadline podcast where we talk about, okay, can they actually add somebody that keeps their window open? Because I feel like it's closed with the current roster uh, with the injuries that they do have, because I feel like they've got too many holes on their perimeter defense that are just not going to like, like, it feels like it's gone unless they add somebody.
1: We can find it. We can talk about it. We can talk about it. I think you're, I, I, I think uh, somebody in the organization said to me, "All that matters is getting Jamal, Aaron, and Jokic together. If we can okay. make that happen, we can figure out the rest." And I, I am not—I do not think that's a crazy idea.
0: Well, I I love the idea because like not having Jamal during this Aaron Gordon development has been really tough, and not having. Jamal Dur- like not having Aaron during when Jokic and Murray. You'll feel better once you get to like, watch Jamal Of course, just- of course I will. No, it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. I am looking forward to just the, like I, I texted you this, that the the overall competence level of this team is going to go through the roof. It's going to be fantastic. Um, okay. So we are here to talk about the All-Star teams. And I, I think this is an interesting conversation to have to, to get away from not necessarily talking nuggets, but kind of just take a step back, see who's playing well, see who's not playing well, and see which players really actually deserve these honors that don't come around for, for teams every now and then. Like we talk about Jamal Murray, I think of him as an all-star caliber player, but he's never actually been. It is a is an honor to get to that level. It's And for the players that actually do get there and can maintain that is a really big deal. So for the new all-stars this year, I think it's also important to talk about them and, and also just just give them the credit that they absolutely deserve guys like uh Fred Van Vliet may break in this year uh Jared Allen may break in this year there's a lot of guys especially in the east that I feel like could really do some fun stuff and I, I wanted to talk about it with you somebody who covers the league nationally yeah look I mean All Star I think is always fun it's it's become it's interesting
1: that like my covering it at the league for throughout the time I've covered the league. Uh, I've gone from being really invested in All-Stars to I, it's very confusing to me that we don't care more about All-NBA because All-NBA right. is like the entire season and it's not necessarily a popularity contest and it's not built around a farcical game that should not be played. And like, there's just like a lot of things in which that I think that would be better if we consider All-NBA more, but uh, for a mid-season recognition of what has gone on and like as a celebration of what makes the game fun, All-Stars is always fun to talk about. So um, I think seeing guys make that first team is always like they they that really matters to them like it it matters to them to be an all-star to be able to say i'm an all-star uh we saw last year like or two years wow three years ago i guess was when i I, last time i was in the building um for nuggets jazz and we were there when mitchell and gobert found out that they've been elected and they were so happy and there's just like these little moments that are kind of cool and we'll have more of those this season
0: And Jokic finally broke through at one point and it really was his, his crowning moment of saying, Hey, he's, he's really arrived in that 18, 19 season. And you you see with a lot of these guys that it sort of changes the tone of how they're considered. So I think it's a fun conversation. And and for you specifically who likes to value the regular season and and what actually happens during it, it's nice to actually think about that the first 40 games is like, Hey, these actually do matter for something. This is actually where it, it really counts. So Let's get into it with the Eastern Conference first. We'll save the Western Conference, retain the viewership. That's how we do it around here. Um, I think the East is actually really interesting. I had a really difficult time picking these teams. And one of the reasons is, well, the front court is really stacked when you're at the starting level, but the back court is, is just a mess for the Eastern Conference when you're trying to pick these guys. And like, You've got guys like James Harden and Drew Holiday, who I think should be mainstays, but you've got some of these new guys like Fred Van Vliet, Darius Garland, uh, some of these other names that, that are trying to break into this mix. Uh, let's start with the starters. Let's start with kind of the locks, that the players that I think make the most sense at the top. Who do you think deserves the, the two guard spots in your mind? So I went back and forth on this. Um,
1: Butler, I think, has missed too much time. He would probably, if he had played the entire season, jimmy butler would probably be my starting two guard uh i have to go with trey young and zach levine those are my two guys that i think have to be have to be have to be in in, on that starting spot um i don't think like i'm sorry not gonna reward harden for showing up with two buckets of wings under his belt like i just (laughs) don't i'm not gonna do it don't me wrong carrying a couple buckets myself but i that's part of the gig and he's just did not play well. And he's turned around lately. And you know, there's rockets fans talking about how his numbers compared to Steph Curry's blah, 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 I'm sorry, but he wasn't great. The Nets would be better if he had been better. Um, this, it was an, a, a moment where they really needed him to be good and he wasn't. And he was a mess for two months of the season. So, or a month and a half of the season. So, uh, no Harden for me, Trey's un, uh, to me is unquestionable. He's number one in, um, offensive EPM. His numbers are just berserk. Like, oh, yeah. if the Hawks were not an absolute dumpster fire defensively, Trey Young would be getting MVP consideration. Um, 28 points, 10 assists. 10 like, assists. A- averaging the double-double, 28 and 10, you have to round up with a 9.5. Um, 46% from the field, 38% from three, 90% from the line. Like, he is two percentage points from three away from being, you know, like 46, 40, 90, which is absolutely terrific um he's been he's just been phenomenal this season in terms of his production so trey's got to be on there um it's been very interesting to see how like for whatever reason there's this idea that the the bulls are just that they're just DeRozan and some guys and i'm very confused by this because like look derozan has been amazing and he's obviously going to be a starter um but like, Levine's averaging – like, DeRozan's averaging 27 points a game. Levine's averaging 26. Yeah. Uh, DeRozan shooting 49.4% from the field. Levine's shooting 49.7. Uh, Demar shooting 36% from three. Levine shooting 42% from three. Holy uh, – wow. DeRozan is averaging five rebounds a game. Levine's averaging 5.1. DeRozan's averaging 4.5 assists per game. Levine's averaging 4.2. Like – There's every single metric that would tell you, and by the way, Levine leads in in BORP, every single metric that if you do this, like by actual statistical stuff, if you don't just pay attention to who's at game winners, like Zach Levine's been as important to this team as DeRozan has been. And DeRozan was out for a while and Levine kept them afloat. Levine is absolutely fantastic. He was terrific last year. He's been phenomenal this year. Uh, I don't have anybody that I think deserves de- definitively to be over him, especially with the Bulls holding the number one seed in the Eastern Conference.
0: So it's going to be interesting to see how the positions are classified because we've, we've heard a lot of people and, and seen a lot of initial ballot results come out that people treat DeMar DeRozan like a backcourt player. And I, I don't, I don't know. Was he actually listed on the front court or the backcourt for the initial voting results earlier? Because that, that will probably, shape my conversation a little bit about this a little bit more. Um, no, he was listed as a guard in the, in the all-star voting, despite the fact that he's really played small forward power forward. So I, I don't know how to really like approach this. I, other than well, I think, like if, he, if he's going to be if we're listed as a this, guard.
1: I think if we're talking about this, I think if we're talking about this, we could just like, we can, we can correct it. Right. Okay. And we know that DeRozan's been a forward. You know
0: okay. he's 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 played with ball, um, most of the time. Ball and Levine. So and Caruso, Levine, yeah. like he's he's had all these guys that are, yeah. like like just watching Denver. It was like when Denver played Chicago, it was just really difficult to def- to defend that guy because of how many other guards were around them. So, of mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm in full agreement with you on Zach Levine. He's a lock. I initially put Demar as a guard and then bumped Levine to the reserves because I had Trey up there but I'm okay with putting DeMar as a frontcourt player and I think that he absolutely deserves that do I think that he deserves it over Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo and Joel Embiid I'm I'm not sure like do I think I think DeMar would deserve it over Joel I think that's something that I believe but I'm I'm not sure make the case to me So I think you know uh, one
1: um Let's see. Embiid has played. pretty sure it's a healthy number, but I want to check it out anyway, because that's always the issue. He's played 26 games this season. Which I think 26. is enough. It's enough. Um he only kind of plays when he wants to. And or when he's he's, you know, he'll he well, I mean put it this way, he only really kind of feels up for it when they're facing a weak opponent. <laughs> we're gonna showcase and do all sorts of fancy moves and flex when it's the Rockets. Woo. Um, for me, I just think that, look, what's been the story, I think in part, what's been the story of the season so far, all, all these things kind of tie into like what's the story of the season so far. And a big part of the story of the season is the Bulls are fucking great. Yeah. And so You know, if you want to say um, Trey's team is too bad, you should bump him. I'm okay with that. You can just do Levine and DeRosa, and then you can put Embiid on. That's fine. Embiid's like, if if we're doing all NBA teams, you know, Embiid's, no question to me, is the second best. He's number two on the – he's second team center. Right. Um, But I think if you look at what's been the story, Durant is a story. Giannis is a reigning finals MVP, and whenever he plays, is still a monster. I mean, we really, when you look at it, it's the backcourt is two guys, one guy from the best team in the, in the conference. The other has put up absolutely absurd numbers. And then the other three would be three MVP candidates. I think that's, (laughs) I think that's pretty good. Now Sixers fans would probably say that Joel Embiid should be an an MVP candidate and I, I can't disagree. That's probably fair, but I'm, I'm willing to, for the discussion, put, DeRozan, Giannis, KD, because I think those are, I think those three guys have been the best and most impactful, and those have been the stories of the league, and I also think that those guys have just, you know, and we factor in games played as well, now I know DeRozan's missed a bunch of games too, so I don't have his numbers in front of me, Um, but I, I do think that that's like, i am okay with with making that argument again because he's listed as a guard derozan's played 32 by the way 26 more games which is kind of a lot um i'm okay with if you want to say well he's listed as a guard so let's treat derozan as a guard if that's the case then it definitely is trey derozan KD, Giannis, and beat like there's a there's a big i think drop off after those guys but i really want to reward zach levine because i think it's frustrating that DeRozan's getting MVP buzz, and everyone's talking about DeRozan, and I'm
0: like, Zach Levine has fucking killed it this year. He's been fantastic. Like, I was so impressed with him when, uh, because they didn't, the last time that Denver played against the Bulls, they didn't have DeRozan. They didn't have DeRozan to go at Denver, and Zach Levine still torched Denver anyway, so he's fantastic. He's just been very good. Uh, he's a he's a lock for me regardless. It's those six plus Jimmy Butler who who despite missing some games, Jimmy, like I think he's still played well enough and the heat have been good enough that he probably deserves that spot regardless. Like I, I just I'm going to put him as a like I have him as a front court guy because I, I just tend to think of Duncan Robinson and uh Tyler Hero or whoever they have there as as the as the guards. Um, am I miscasting that based off of their starting lineup? Like maybe I should be having Jimmy Butler as a guard. Is he is he listed as no, he's listed as a front court on the on the voting thing. <laughs> which is which um, is funny because
1: if you look at I, I believe that like basketball reference has him listed as, as a shooting guard. Like it's just great, great. <laughs> like this stuff is just is just so nebulous now. You know, and we've got more positionless, and that's fine. Um, I think you have to list probably Butler as a front court player now that I think about it, just because you got Lowry. Uh, and either Duncan or Hero, right? So, like, yeah. if Jimmy's on the court in any meaningful lineup, he's going to be playing small forward. So, yeah. that's fine. But the same is True for DeRozan. So, you know, I, I, it's tough. If Jimmy had missed so much time, he's another guy that'd be in the MVP discussion. It's just yeah. we've we for it's especially interesting to me in that a season where we've had so many down offensive, we've had a down offensive year so far. It's picked up over the last month, but we've had down offensive year so far. And there's a lot of guys that you could make a really strong case for being deserving of at least being of hovering in the MVP conversation.
0: Yeah. Which is, which is, I think a testament to, well, I mean, we'll, we'll let's talk about it in the third segment. Cause I do think that we we have some things to cover on the, the awards race specifically, but um, among those seven, so we've got seven players. We've got the, the five starters, which uh, for, for position cases, we'll call DeRozan, Trey, Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. We've got a guard in Zach Levine. We've got a frontcourt player in Jimmy Butler. Uh, Those are my only locks because there are so many other candidates in the Eastern Conference that I don't necessarily think that you could just say, oh yeah, this other person is a lock over these other people. Uh, Like James Harden, for example, he's, he's really, really good and he'll probably get voted in and he probably deserves it. But I think I'd probably pick Drew Holiday for that second guard spot over him. Like that's, that's like, I think the bucks definitely deserves that based off of how they've played too. Well, I think this
1: is where it goes kind of bonkers, right? Because, um, I'm looking at some numbers here. So Harden's averaging 23, eight and 10, which is great. That's awesome. 41.5% from the field. Yeah, 33% from three and 87% from the line. He's averaging 4.8 turnovers to 10 assists. Takes eight
0: like, free throws a game. Like that's back has, to being has a part been, of his game. Has
1: he <laughs> been better, more spectacular, uh, more important to his team' success, more important to his team? Um, I think most spectacular probably works best for the All-Star game. A- has he been more spectacular than Jason Tatum or Bradley Beal? I don't think so. Ugh. Without like, I, I mean, honestly, I think.
0: But I was going to say, I don't think Harden deserves to be an All Star this year. I I didn't even really consider Bradley Beal, man. Like the Wizards have been decent. They've they've right? been fine. But I also could say, like, yeah, Mantras Harold's been one of their most impactful players yeah, on that monster. team. He,
1: he's been a monster. But I mean, look, like I, um, the reason I bring up Beal is Beal's still averaging twenty four. You know yep. he's averaging 24 he's uh now he's shot 29 percent from three which is wild for him this yeah. season but he's at 24 5 and 6. it's pretty good like um i'm okay with, with leaving Beal off that's fine but for me when we start getting into like especially with the guards you know fred van Vliet's only averaging 21 but he's shooting 40 40 44
0: 40. And he's also um, just a much better defender, like like just yep. just infinitesimally better than James Harden. Yep. So, so like, like, this is why this conversation is so painful because we we listed all those guys and we haven't even got to Darius Garland in the backcourt. Yeah. Like Lamelo Ball. Like some of these guys are really freaking good, and I know you've probably got some Lamelo Ball takes that I'm I'm, I'm sure um, are probably just just sitting sitting behind that smug mug there, but. Uh, I do think that he's a guy that people are going to want to see in an all star game environment, too. Yeah, for sure. Um a lot of games.
1: That, that I think is is part of the complication with him. Um, 19, 7 and 8. Uh, 42% from the field, 38% from three is pretty good. I don't know, man. Better like, than Harden. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is the thing, right? So. It gets it gets tough. Like I would like to reward Darius Garland, but the numbers really aren't there to to justify it. Like I don't know how. Um, he I will say like Garland is averaging more points per game than Lamelo. Like here, here's what's yeah. kind of funny. Um, not to make this too much to the numbers, but here's Garland: uh, twenty points and seven assists. Lamelo is nineteen points and eight assists. Like it's Basically one the assist differential. Uh. Yeah. Garland has shot 38% fall shot 38% from three. Um, Lamelo shooting 42% from the field. Garland is 47% because he's shooting much better on twos. Yeah. Like if you're gonna make the argument for Lamelo, I think you gotta make the argument for Darius. Like that just has to be part of the conversation. Like it, it, one thing I will say is uh, I kind of mentioned the NBA stuff. One of the problems with all-star there's two, there's two main problems I have kind of like the, with the all-star discussions. One, the central focus is to pick players for this game that's played, right? Right. Um, this, like, big spectacle game in which no one really tries in front of a bunch of corporate sponsor people that happen to get tickets because they're famous. It's really, <laughs> like, it's not, like, if you ever go to an all-star game, it, but going to an all-star game is not an experience where you walk out being like, I was at that game, and it was incredible. You can have a good time and Then the weekend, fun weekend. Saturday night rules. Love Saturday night. But if we're doing it for this game, it's supposed to be a showcase. I always kind of wind up being like, who's who's like the most fun guy to have? And in that case, like Darius Garland is out. Because I like watching Darius Garland more, but I'm a basketball nerd. Like, the easy options would be Harden and Lamelo. You put, like, Harden and Lamelo and start those two with, like, and maybe, maybe Trey. And, that, like, those are the type of guys that you would want to have in there. So there's all these kind of complicated things um, the, to try and, like, parse out with it. I guess I would ask you, do, what? Why do we feel like Harden has to be on the team? Because I think we do.
0: I just don't know why. I think that there's a there's a delineation that I have when if I'm picking a team, there's a certain cutoff point that once you're a good enough team, that I believe that you deserve two players or or at least like a, a focus on two guys if if you have two players that are deserving. Um, Kevin Durant is fantastic. He is a an excellent player. Might be the best player in the NBA. I don't think he is, but he might be. There's a lot of people that think that, um, and he's going to get it. And he's going to be the captain of that team. I also think that James Harden, based off of the way that they play, based off of how they stagger, uh, he's had to carry a lot of units too. He's had to do a lot for that team, and he's he's definitely like picked up his game over the course of his last twenty or so. So I don't I don't necessarily want to but i do think that his numbers justify it and i do think that the best team should be rewarded if it's a tie hmm. well they're not the best team that's true but but the bulls already got two and they definitely deserve them they've got they've got those guys locked in for sure um uh, so i'm gonna so give you... it... go ahead go ahead uh I'm, I'm gonna give you the the five players that i picked for these finals so we've got zach Levine in one guard spot I've got Drew Holiday in my second guard spot because I think Milwaukee deserves two guys. I don't think Chris Middleton's been good enough, and I think that they deserve a second player. In the front court, I have. um, Let me just look at this. We've got Jimmy Butler in one of the spots. In the other, or in the second one, I've got Jared Allen, who we haven't we haven't talked about, but Cleveland deserves a guy, and he's probably the best representative there. And I've got the third front court spots, either going to be Jason Tatum, Evan Mobley, or maybe an outside shot of Pascal Siakam. If he continues to play like Pascal Siakam's played really well since coming back. And I think that's kind of gone under the radar is the, the Raptors have the same record. They actually got one more win than the nuggets do. So like, I I think that they're, they're kind of under the radar in terms of them coming up. They've won their last four in a row and Pascal has been really good. So he's, he's somebody that I've got my eye on and, The the spot will probably go to Tatum, and it probably should go to Tatum. But I just want to give a shout-out to Evan Mobley, who's been fantastic as a rookie, and Pascal Siakam, who has come back and and really improved his game since last year.
1: Uh, Who does it more, Pascal Siakam or Daman Sabonis?
0: I'm kind of out on Sabonis, and it's not like – it's just so tough because their team sucks, man. Like they should not be this bad with as much talent as they have. And like they, they have miles Turner who should be a good counter to what Sabonis kind of lacks. They have Malcolm Brogdon who should be lifting that team up. They've got Justin holiday. They, they do have a couple of injuries. Don't get me wrong, but they should have a better record. What is the there? argument?
1: What is the argument then for
0: Trey young to start the all-star game? Because I think that Trey young is, it be behind Jokic. I think that Trey Young has the second most pressure on him of any player in the NBA to be great every single night.
1: Wow, um, I would heartily disagree with that. They have a loaded roster. Bogdanovich right. is really good. You want to know who? Honestly, like I can't make the argument because of of for a number of reasons. I want to give John Collins an All Star spot. That's how he's good another guy
0: that's kind of like like a, a, the the fringe spots that that these guys there are so many players that are just solid in that conference yeah. right now. And like, they've, they've got the, the fine starters, but Collins is a guy who deserves some credit. like Sabonis is 19, 12,
1: and five. That's really good. Um, he's been sensational just in terms of his, his overall production. I get I get it. Like, trust me, as somebody that's bet on the Pacers. Uh, pretty frustrated pretty frustrated um it's funny because alan i think is gonna make it right you yeah. know like 17 and 11 um with was uh, 2.4 stocks per game shooting
0: border borderline rudy gobert defense man like it's been really yeah. really good with alan
1: yeah it's interesting i'll, I'll just tell you i don't really care about, um i appreciate that you do in this context, I can't really for all star, I don't consider defense a lot. Okay, it's more about impact because I, I don't know. It's every time that we have a defense, like Rudy Gobert is going to make it, but like <laughs> Rudy Gobert is not going to play in the game, so it's kind of an interesting question, right? Of like, all right, are what are we trying to do with the all star? Like, this kind of gets back to my original point. What, do you want your all star? teams to represent who deserves to be rewarded because then what you re- should really do is you say hey l- let's pick the midseason all nba team right because that i think gives you a better indication of like you don't have to worry one of the things that we talked about i forgot to mention this with harden harden's gonna make it because the coaches will just be like we're not not voting in harden it's Harden, right like right. It, it, russ is is likely to get in like there's a pretty good chance russ
0: gets in if, if Russ, like we're, we're going to talk about it in the next segment, but if Russ gets in, good Lord, I am going to throw a fit because that team does not deserve three all stars. And yeah. Russ, like they don't even deserve two. like that. Yeah. That is the, the crazy thing about it. But um yeah. So got the three front court spots. The one wild card I've got is, is James Harden. I think he gets one of the wild card spots and the second wild card I'm giving to Fred VanVleet because he deserves it. I didn't give the, the front court spot to Pascal. And I just want to reward Fred VanVleet for what is just a, it's a great analytical season. He's been fantastic. Um, they are winning these games with him playing like 38 minutes a night. And he's had to carry that team a lot too. Alan's going to get it. I, I kinda, I'm with you on Mobley. I kind like, I kind of want to give the all-star spot for the
1: Cavaliers to Mobley. Like that's fantastic. Me, if I had to pick two guys that I think matter the most to the Cavaliers, it's, darius garland and mobile and Cavs. i will say this Cavs fans that follow the team every single day they like disagree to this to the fullest extent they think jared allen is by far the best player on the team that he is absolutely incredible and like i love jared allen I loved him in brooklyn part of this though is like jared allen is tip of the spear right it's like if you if you get him a lob he's gonna now he's actually got like a hook shot unlike some french centers that are gonna make the all-star team like he can actually score on his own a little bit but For the most part, Jarrett's just like finishing plays. That's all he does. He's just, now he's really good at it. He's a good screener and he finishes plays. And there's value to that. But Mobley does so much for them. And he's got so many things that he can do. I don't know. It's tough. Like, I think if you you think the Cavaliers deserve two all-stars, it's got to be Garland and Allen. But if I didn't have to adhere to certain principles, I would definitely go Garland and Mobley.
0: Which is because it's such a stat me. yeah because it's such a status thing i i feel obligated to do it this way but for fun factor like evan mobley absolutely deserves the nod because he he is that that uh layup that he had was was just fantastic man um tatum's at, tw- at 25 9 and
1: 4 and i know cool. that i know you you don't think that but here's the Okay, but I'm I'm gonna go ahead and challenge you on this because here's the problem. Um, oh, cool, you know their team's not good. Okay, the Boston Celtics, after their loss tonight versus the Knicks, which I lost money on, are 19 and 20. The Denver Nuggets are 18 and 18. Like I, now, I, I get it. I I understand how much the, the there's a difference there in terms of the production. I get it hasn't translate if if we're gonna if we're gonna say because here's the thing if if you if the Celtics were good you would say Tatum's gotta be on there but Tatum's numbers aren't awesome and the team's not great so Tatum so we dismiss it. I I'm just saying the raw production now the efficiency's not there, but again this gets kind of gets complicated with the efficiency stuff because if we're going down the efficiency
0: train, then James Harden's gotta get the fuck out. Hey, that's, that's, that's 58% true shooting James Harden for you, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, and also to, to the point about the Celtics, if, uh, if they actually liked their two stars, then I'd, I'd feel a little bit better about, or I feel a little bit worse about leaving them off, but it's pretty clear that the Boston Celtics players around Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are not super enthused about the, the current situation and the players that are leading them. So I I don't feel bad about it. Like if, if, if I have to leave off players and if I have to leave off Celtics players in favor of Cavs players who just got just decimated with the Ricky Rubio injury this year and were the best story in the league, other than the Chicago bulls, then I would like, I, I don't feel bad about that at all. Okay. Let's take a break. When we come back we are going to do the west. We'll probably table the award races stuff for for another time because we we we've got some we've got some good talk on on this and I want to keep it going. We will be right back. are back pick action roll ryan blackburn here thank you so much for tuning in joined today by good friend of the program matt moore of the action network we just spent a whole bunch of time on the eastern conference uh kind of parsing out what was a really difficult conference to to really identify uh it's just been it's just been a really weird season and it's created some very convoluted uh narratives and storylines for a lot of these teams and you want to reward certain players and teams are dealing with that but can't reward everybody. I, I left off Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, LaMelo Ball, Demontis Sabonis. Everybody. Like everybody's just not being there. So it's too bad, but we we live on. And now we go to the West. The Western the Western Conference All-Star team, I think is a lot more defined than the Eastern Conference, just because you've got guys that are playing at the right level, and you've got guys that are on the best teams that are playing at a high level that definitely deserve these spots. Uh I'm just going to get this out of the way. Steph Curry, Nikola Jokic, LeBron James are definitely your three guys that are penciled into the starter spots, like guaranteed, no questions asked. LeBron just because like he's LeBron James, and because because he's also been very good this year and doesn't deserve a lot of the the flack that the rest of the team has has received. Uh, but Steph Curry has been fantastic. Nikola Jokic has been fantastic. That's two front court spots down, one guard spot down. Did I miss anything there?
1: I would say, yeah. I think you missed one because it's uh, somebody that you don't like. But Mm -hmm. uh, this player leads the league in assists, and his team is on pace for 60 wins. And he had to. Uh, Look, if you're going to say, if you reach it, you just
0: told me that if you reach a certain level of team success, you have to have two all stars. You just told me that about Brooklyn. Uh, but you can give them the bench spots. Like it's fine. It's okay. Like, you don't necessarily have to give them the starting spots. And I think that one of the players that I'm going to vote in. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I don't know. So
1: here's, here's, here's my central question for you. Well, do you, I'm curious. Who's your second guard?
0: It's Donovan Mitchell. What? What's what? Are you, are you serious right now? Yeah, because I don't think that Rudy Gobert is as valuable as all the advanced metrics make him out to be. I think that Donovan Mitchell has been the best on, player on that team. I, I agree with you on that, sir. But I must ask you, where is John Morant? Oh, okay. That's a mm. see. You're you're gonna it's, you're gonna hate my you're gonna hate my take on this one. Um, <laughs> you're gonna hate my take. Uh, I have him as a wild card spot. Ryan he's getting like mvp discussion i understand so is chris paul bro <laughs> like <laughs> okay. oh,
1: how 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 is ja it, how, under what characterization is donovan mitchell better more efficient like any more impactful
0: anything than than ja i think that a lot of the impact metrics metrics have donovan mitchell higher than ja this year I think because that Donovan the Jazz Mitchell win a lot of games. They they do win a lot of games and so do the Memphis Grizzlies, man. Like I'm I'm not trying to slight Ja here. I just feel like there are five like guaranteed stone cold locks at the guard spots and Ja Morant is one of them, but also Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Steph Curry and Donovan Mitchell are too.
1: <laughs> what has Donovan Mitchell been better at than Ja this season?
0: Uh, I think he's been healthier. I think that's, that's definitely one of the things that if you're looking at trying to separate these two out, like Donovan Mitchell's just played more minutes. Uh, he has been a defining factor for like uh, That's that's weird language. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm not sure, man. I'm just, I think that Donovan Mitchell, based off of some of the other things I've looked at, like Donovan has been a very elite scorer this year. John Morant has been as well. I don't know how to like parse between the two. I feel like every every single one of them is deserving. If you want to give John Morant the starting spot, that's fine with me. I'm not going to argue with you about those five guys because behind Steph Curry, I think John Morant, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker are all equally deserving for their spots.
1: I think the thing here is, um, one, I respect this because what this really is, is this is an agenda play against the idea that Gobert is valuable. Is you're basically <laughs> saying like you're going you're you're going so far to bury Rudy versus Nicola that you're well that you just want to like like it's done. And I'm with you. This is funny. is usually I'm with you on this because I argue with Seth Partnow all the time because he thinks that Donovan Mitchell is like actively bad and that Rudy Gobert is everything that the yeah. metrics say he is. And I think that Donovan Mitchell is a much better and more impactful player. But I think the problem here is like the Jazz really are, we, we have to take some of this in context, right? I, I don't know necessarily that the Cavaliers deserve two All-Stars. I really don't. Because for me, like why are the Cavaliers good? Because all their guys are playing well and they play well together and they play great defense. The Utah Jazz are excellent because their guys play great together. It's their system. This has been their entire tension is that half of them are like, look, when we play our system, we win. And the other half is like, until we get to the playoffs, and that tension, like, these are in post-game comments every night, these guys are saying this. Like, those, those guys are fighting it out if, through through comments in the media, if you pay yeah. real close attention. Yes. Um, I think Donovan definitely deserves a, a reserve spot. But Ja, I understand the plus-minus. If you dig into the plus-minus, here's basically what happened. Ja was on the floor when they got waxed about three times. Portland, Miami, and one other team – annihilated them and those killed his advanced metrics uh he went out with a knee injury and then had covid but since he's come back he's been an absolute monster like he is that he is he is unquestionably like there has to be a level to which the eye test matters and on eye test this season john morant without question has been one of the most impactful and valuable players in the league so for me I think it's got like, I think when I think of all-star performance, Ja has put on an all-star performance more than just about anybody outside of Steph. Here's a great one for you, Ryan. You talked about like, well, you know, Ja's been a great scorer too. Do you know who has a better three point percentage this season? Steph Curry or Ja Morant? Ja Morant.
0: I'd have to imagine that the guy that, that was leading the MVP race over the last couple of days then he shot five of twenty-four and three of seventeen in two straight games. That uh, that probably didn't help the three-point percentage for sure. Steph's below forty percent on the season. Yeah. Um, and how dare he? <laughs> like I know,
1: <laughs> but Jaw's you know, and he shoots way more. So that's part of why it's impressive. But you know, Jaw's at forty percent on the season. That was a big big thing on him. He's got more assists than Donovan. He scores roughly the same. Donovan scores I think a point four points per game more than Jaw. Um, I just think that for, I can't imagine not having jaw as honestly as all-star starter. I think it's gotta be CP three and it's gotta be John Moran
0: or I'm sorry, Steph Curry and John Moran. Yeah, Steph. Uh, and I'm okay with that take, like that's, I'm, I'm not necessarily thinking about it from the entertainment and from the, uh, narrative perspective here. I was more thinking about it like these, these teams definitely deserve these spots and, uh, Donovan Mitchell, I, th- I think has like, he's, he's just as exciting as, as a lot of these other guys. And he's really taken a lot of steps as a scorer. So I don't necessarily blame anybody for thinking one way or the other.
1: I also very much enjoy, again, your the agenda work here is amazing. And I respect it so much <laughs> because not i just noticed this, you basically hate all of the Western conference guards that are all stars because they're all standing in, Jer- in Jamal's way Re-
0: much There's- respect. There are so many of them. <laughs> <There's> so many. <laughs> There's so many of them in Jamal's way. And you're going to chop them all down one by one. Until we're going is- to take it and we're going to take it slow. And it's going to be great. And I'm going to enjoy <laughs> it. Uh, Hannibal Lecter style. Um, Nicole Jokic, LeBron James. And for my last front court spot, I have Karl-Anthony Towns. I've decided him over Rudy Gobert, though that is a, a real uh, question. I I don't know necessarily which one you would prefer. I assume in in an all-star game, you're probably going with cat because that's a, that's a fun pick. Uh, Do you have any other guy that you think really compares to those two? I'm looking, I'm trying to find an option. Could go with Draymond green. Maybe. Yeah.
1: I think I got Draymond.
0: Interesting.
1: Interesting the assists I think are a big deal. You know, the passing, he makes that engine work
0: and the, uh, the defense, w- man.
1: Yeah, no, I'm serious. Look, if you want to have like a real conversation and treat defenses seriously with the all-star game, we can do that. The problem though, is like, if we do say the defense matters, we can't be like, Oh, we're not, we're going to bump Rudy Gobert out, <laughs> but defense matters. Like, we yeah. can't, we, that, that's one that's like, that's the bar too far. Um. LeBron, Nicola, I would go Draymond because the Warriors have been better. Draymond has been so incredible on both ends of the floor. It, I'll just say this: like if if you're somebody if you like, if if you happen to be a Jazz fan for some reason listening to a Nuggets pod and you listen to this, like if you if you think Rudy should be number one or should be the, the starter, I I can't argue. Sure. He is. Sure. But yeah, there's, there's nobody, because I think here's the only problem with cat is I can't look at the, the Wolves success this year limited though. It has been, and really be like, cat's been so incredible. He's why they even have a chance that really hasn't been how it's been. It's been their defense. And it's been another guy that I do think deserves an all-star nod uh, alongside cat. I actually Ooh. think the wolves
0: deserve two all-stars. Interesting. That is, that is a tasty conversation that we will soon have. Um, I get We're probably going to have it pretty soon here. So reserve guards, because uh, we've got Steph. Uh, for me, I've got Donovan. For you, you've got Ja, and I, I don't blame you for, for that either. Uh, I've got Nicola, LeBron, and Kat. You've got Nicola, LeBron, and Draymond. Uh, for my reserve guards, I'm going, uh, let's let's say John ja Morant and Chris Paul as the, the first two guard spots, but I'm also penciling it in or inking in Devin Booker as the first wild card. In that case, like I, I think that all three of those guys are absolutely deserving, as you mentioned with Ja, like like they definitely need to be on this team. And if you're thinking about the Phoenix Suns, like who drives the success of the Phoenix Suns, it's it's the fact that they have two elite guards that are always running elite offense all the time. Is it? <laughs> are you going to you're going to throw Aiden in the conversation, too?
1: No, I, I think I'm just. I what about Chevelle?
0: I feel the sun's very much the same way I feel kind of about the the
1: jazz. Yeah. Where it, to me it's like it's some of all parts, right? Um, no, it's got to be Booker. Like when you look, here's the, the thing: is that's how it sounds in my head. But then you look at Booker's numbers, and it's it's twenty four, five, and five on 45, 42, 87. That's good enough. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, pretty it's, good. I,
1: I will I will say that I I like. Um, I want CB3 and Donovan as my guards okay. on the reserves. Uh, I will give Booker a wild card spot.
0: So we've got the same five guards, like just, just a little bit different orders there for, for the initial spots. Uh, Draymond is is also penciled in for me as a front court lock. Uh, the other, uh, and so I'm going Rudy Gobert as the other of the uh, Rudy Gobert cat combo. Uh, for one of those other front court spots. So I've got one front court spot remaining and one wild card spot remaining. are you are you in concurrence there at at this point in our process? Yes, I think that
1: um I've got go bear and cat as two yeah. of the front court players.
0: Yeah. um so we've got we've got a lot of candidates for just a couple spots here. And I think that you can you can definitely go with with i think the player that you're hinting at for for one of the other, for the other wildcard spot, but it is a big choice to be able to do that. Um let's start with the front court spot though. Can you pick you can't really pick Luca for a front court spot, like in my opinion, because he plays point guard and like 98% of his minutes this year have come at point guard or shooting guard, according to basketball reference. So, like I he's listed as a guard on the all-star spots. I think that he's probably going to get in. And it's really tough to vote against him, in my opinion, based off of what I just saw from Dallas these past couple of games.
1: Yeah, he's going to get on that list. And I'm actually going to be probably pretty annoyed because I don't think he's been great this season. Um, but, like, the numbers are going to be enough, and he's Luka, right? Like, not having Luka in the All-Stars game would would seem really dumb. It just – yeah again these are the problems with the entire process is like it seems really dumb not to have luka Doncic on an all-star team even though it's like especially if we're like what about the defense it's like okay but <laughs> look he's 25 8 and 9 on 44th and 32 31 percent from three Eesh. uh 71 from the line oh god only 24 games no you know what i this is my team i get to pick look and go 24 games played, hasn't shot well. No. (laughs) Again, you and Harden, go hit the Slim Fast. Go, get out. The three of us can
0: start a diet together. It's fine. Let's go. Let's go. That's right. Make it four, four, baby. Uh, That's awesome. No, I I, I respect the hustle. I think that it is a valid take to at least hold these guys accountable for for, for, for Luka. It was half-assing the offseason and then coming in out of shape. And he he's he went through his Jokic year. Like I think that that's that's one of the things that like when you think about what Jokic has done throughout his career, getting into shape was a really big deal. But he in that 2019 offseason between the first playoff run and when he came back, just like he he was not in the best place and then started really slow. And we had to make a whole bunch of excuses for why he was starting slow when it was just the the wait. He looks better, Jokic did uh, after that weight drop, and I I think the Luca will look better as well, but it's I think you can draw a lot of similarities between those two cases. The other forward spot is tough. Yeah. It's tough. Like there's just not a lot of good candidates. Um, Which is why when you said Russell Westbrook to me, I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I Well, I'll say this like I heard well, I
1: I said he was gonna make it. I didn't say I think he should. Um, There's a difference between like how the coaches regard guys. That's that's the difference here. Is like Luca's gonna get in because the coaches respect Luca. Right. And there's a chance Russ may not, but I think there's a chance that Russ gets in because the coaches will respect Russ. Coaches have a lot coaches have a lot more respect for Russ than I think anybody on the internet.
0: If so. if I have to watch Jokic and Russ play an all-star game together, I, I'm just not gonna turn on the thing. Like it's just it's not like reasonable theater for me for me to actually consume it's just it's just a very irritating thing to have to do i would much rather watch the player that you want to put on there anthony edwards
1: yeah i think anthony edwards honestly deserves it to me this has been my going take on ant is that ant is the damian lillard to carl anthony towns' little marcus aldridge mm. that okay that's he's gonna be like i think he's the engine i think he's the soul now like look i don't think ant's numbers are incredible here like that's one that's the problem is like i can't i can't look at ants numbers and go like ooh, like he's got to be on there but i just feel like he's been so spectacular i i would like to give him a, a consideration here's a name that popped up on the the list today that i was like what and then i looked at his numbers and i'm like okay 19 points 43 percent for the field for the best team in the east in the western conference and in the league i hate i don't like it i'm serious Look. Great defense, 43% from three, 19 points to game, man. How do we keep Andrew Wiggins off? What's the argument
0: for Wiggins not to be on there? Uh, just like it's the argument for just like having a couple of Suns guys or having a couple of Jazz guys and not the entire freaking ensemble cast. Uh, it's the system. It's the system. It's the stars around. It's it's the Steph and Dre show. Uh, Wiggins just happens to be the best perimeter defender on the team, so he spends the most time out there on the courts. And I think when you look at Otto Porter, Nemanja Bialica, Gary Payne II, you look at all these other guys that have been able to contribute there and just be really freaking great. Like it's hard for me to like centralize on Andrew Wiggins specifically and say, oh, yeah, but of all of these other guys that help them drive success around Steph, Wiggins is the one who deserves it. They think so, though. Oh, that's they, they think said. a lot of things. They think a lot over there in the bay. <laughs> like that's that is a that is a wild take to me. Well, do you, do you uh, have another front court player that you think deserves enough? You're you're not going to like the two choices that I I'm debating between. Uh, actually, three. I will say three. Uh, Paul George is one of them. He's injured right now, but I think he did enough in his minutes uh, with the Clippers that's to get fair. them to the place where they were. That yeah. he deserves the nod, and then you can give an injury replacement at some point. Uh that's one. The other is Anthony Davis, who has been no, yeah, no. has been like no. really, really no. frustrating. No, but he's not that like he, his
1: numbers are still pretty good, man. Have you let me ask you how much defense, how much how much attention have you played, have you paid to the Lakers defenses this year?
0: Of course I haven't. Like, of course I have not paid attention at all.
1: (laughs) I have absolutely like incredible stuff to show you about what this actually winds up looking like Um, because it is not at all what you think. When he was playing, they had one of the worst rim protection. They had the worst rim protection rate in the league. And you go like, well, that can't be on him. I went back and watched. It was on him. Like Davis was just flat out getting beat, getting beat. And if the whole thing with Anthony Davis is that he's this incredible the best big man in the league because he plays defense and like Jokic, get out of here. No, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that this Lakers defense, this Lakers team that is at 500, that has underperformed so greatly, that is only there because they've been winning games without Anthony Davis. I do not think that they, if we're not, if we're not going to give, let me put it this way. If we're doing this based off of like career reputation, Russell Westbrook deserves it a hell of a lot more than Anthony Davis. Cause, cause Russell Westbrook has actually had to consistently do
0: stuff on his own. Who's having a better defensive season, Jokic or AD? Jokic, no question. Then, then you're right. Then that's, that's a, that's a, a fair reason to not put AD out there because that's one of the reasons why you want him on the floor Is he's a great rim protector? He's a great like he obviously hasn't been this year, but that's the that's the narrative. That's the that is the reason why people kind of kind of decide to place him there. But if he doesn't get voted in by the fans into the All Star starters, then I don't think he gets on the team. Uh, Paul George is one guy. I think DeAndre Ayton deserves some credit. Um, I'm not sure if he's played enough in order to really justify it, but I do think that he's a, a. Really strong basketball player who deserves. I don't know more.
1: how you can. I I don't know how if you look at the cumulative resumes, you can go with Aiden over Wiggins. No matter how much you may dislike the idea of Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins has a, like the forty three percent from three is the big thing here. Like, yeah. We 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 could agree on that, right? Like if he was just shooting like Andrew Wiggins usually do, does, we could dismiss him. But he's he's shot great, played great defense, and has like that nineteen points a game surprised me. I was like, damn, that's. That is more than I expected.
0: Um, and maybe maybe that's the case. Maybe they should get that. Uh, would you? Would you? I mean, and because it's front courts, it's really difficult to like, like, because I I would I would rather like because you're gonna put Luca at the last wild card spots, but I'd rather put Luca in the front courts and then add another guard. Like you know uh, what, here, I, look, because we're 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 reaching here.
1: Yeah. Um. So Trey's team is terrible and he's starting. We both agree he's starting cuz he, and his team is terrible. Right. I I do have a name for you that I think probably deserves it even though his team is absolute trash. Shay. Uh he deserves I think well I think he's on there too. Um if if I didn't have Ant, oh man, now I got to rethink this cuz I may need Shay instead of Ant. That's tough. Um but the front court player? Yeah. Let me give you the numbers, okay? Before okay. I say the name. Okay. 19 points a game, 12 rebounds a game. 19 and 12 per game. <laughs> I know okay? exactly who this is. It's great. <laughs> okay. 1.4 stocks. Okay. Not great. Um, 52% from the field. Okay. 44% from three. 82% from the line.
0: 19 got 12. just got a... He's got a trebuchet three pointer. I know that it's pretty standstill, uh, but he hits them, and it's very important to uh, to credit Jonas Valanciunas. I think.
1: So, I, I kind of think JV kind of deserves it's not his fault that he got traded. Like, he, <laughs> well, let's not punish JV because the
0: Pelicans are a mess.
1: It's not his yeah. fault.
0: Yeah, he's been the best player on that team, and it's not really close. Um, it's kind of crazy to to think about that when Brandon Ingram should be. Elevating his game in these situations and just like it's just kind of doing whatever he does. Like, ooh,
1: but I have another one because he's listed as a small forward.
0: Ooh. Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain. That's yeah. it. That's Man, the one. I'm I'm on your level right now. This is great. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, so give give everybody the case then. So I think he didn't
1: already like Jaron's actually been really great this season, mm-hmm. but the numbers are not terrific. Bane's
0: at 17 points a game. Over Jaron. Uh, do what? He well, he's over Jaron on the on the points. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Seventeen points per game.
1: Um, he's at four point four boards, two point three assists, forty six percent. I'm sorry, forty seven percent from the field, forty two percent from three. Uh, great defense. One point five stocks. Like Desmond's been the second best player on the, a team that has been phenomenal. Um if the warriors get two and the jazz get two and the suns get two the grizzlies are behind those three mm-hmm. no problem saying that but i think it's i i think if we because we don't have a better option now look i absolutely think that as i go through this like how many front
0: court spots are there three total uh so we've got we've got a cat and go bear in two of them on your team and then we've got one open one so I
1: think Gobert, Cat, Paul George is probably like the answer here. Mm-hmm. But if Paul George is not available, I would I think Desmond Bain deserves the replacement spot.
0: I'm gonna burst your bubble and say that the the coaches will vote in Anthony Davis, and you're gonna hate it, and it's gonna suck. Uh, but oh, that's yeah. who they're gonna vote in. Like it's it's oh, just yeah. gonna be no. Bain. <laughs> Russell Westbrook's getting one of the reserve spots, buddy. You if need he, to prepare yourself for this. <laughs> if he if he gets it over Jaw. Uh, then I'd be like, I'd be blown away. Oh no,
1: he won't get, a re- I, he, he'll get, a re- here's what he'll do. He'll get a replacement spot, not a reserve. He'll get a replacement spot for somebody else. Mm-hmm. When somebody else gets banged up and is out,
0: the coaches will select Russell Westbrook. Yeah, there's the, uh, Chris Paul's going to give like a, actually not Chris Ball, uh, Dever Booker will probably be like, yeah, I've got a got a sore little elbow. Let's, uh, let's rest that up. And we'll just, we'll hand this over to Russ and make sure he uh, feels good. Russ,
1: 20 points seven nice. seven boards i'm sorry eight wow. boards eight assists oh hey 28 and eight pretty good I, i'll say this i think people are are overboard on russ he's actually been i think he actually hasn't been that bad this year i think i think the lakers problems have been much more about other players i think people have gone too far
0: around the bend on russ if he wasn't turning the ball over so much i'd agree with you but he yeah, turns the ball over a shit ton
1: yeah but he but he's a shooter he makes three pointers <laughs> That's all that matters. You would a three-pointer. But it's gravity. Like it's
0: great. gravity.
1: Uh, <laughs> so I mean here's, look, here's a comparison. So Russ averages 4.6 turnovers per game. Trey Young averages
0: 4.0, buddy, and he got him Harden. Harden averages 4.8. That Harden should not have that many turnovers. Like, let's let's be honest. That is that's nuts. So that is but this that is, is the nuts problem nuts though, right? It, like this is this is inherently the issue. Is like once you start dip, diving into
1: when we, when we operate on this kind of wavelength, when we're operating on this wavelength of like trying to decide all-stars, there's so many factors. And a lot of it just comes into like, what do you think, what feels like an all-star to you? Right? And this is where putting honestly the, it's why honestly, I'll be really honest with you. Like the conversation always kind of frustrates me because yeah. MVP, I can put, I, I can break it down from a, a like an epistemological standpoint and be like, all right, how do you define valuable? Let's answer that question. And then we can break that down and we can try and find a concrete answer to an, a non-concrete question. And that to me is really fun and interesting. With All-Star, it really just gets into, I don't, because like, like, you really are just seriously like, no, nah, come on, Russell Westbrook sucks. Like, no, nah, he's not an All-Star. Like, I don't, he doesn't feel like an All-Star to me. And versus me, I'm like, look, if you want to watch the most explosive, high-profile, well-known athletes in the world compete in a game with no defense. Russell Westbrook's a pretty good choice for you to have. He's been he's been all star a bazillion times. Like he's he is a well-known player. The fans would rather see him than Anthony Edwards. They'd
0: rather see him than these other players. They would. I, I, it's 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 nuts that you said that because like I, I understand that it's true but it's hard for me to feel that way with, if, if people just would give some of these younger guys a chance, like imagine not having John Morant and Anthony Edwards, like like in, in a, in an all-star scenario. Like, oh, I think Jaws there. Like, I think people yeah. love watching Jaws. Like, ja, like this is one of the things that's crazy is Jaw in
1: a tiny market that gets no attention is a breakthrough star. He is so spectacular. That's why I think he, he starts is he yeah. is so spectacular
0: that he breaks through that mold. Okay. I, 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 it's, it's hard to argue. Like he's been fantastic. He's been really, really good. And if, if you, if you had him over Donovan, if you have him over Chris Paul, then I can't argue it. Like how, how could anybody at this point? So, okay. So we've got Steph um, Mitchell for me, Morant for you, Jokic LeBron cat for me, Draymond for you. We've got Chris Paul, Devin Booker um, Donovan Mitchell for, for one of those spots cat uh in the other one for the front court for me and draymond in the other front court for me um and then i've got paul george and we've got luka Doncic, and that's our 12 that's our 12 right there um unless unless people get crazy but that this one feels a lot more straightforward i think you're you're, a lot of it's more making like thoughtful arguments but it's not necessarily like it could go either way
1: yeah i mean if if we really want to look at this um you know you can you can kind of figure out who's gonna it, there's different questions of who should be versus who will be, right? Because yeah. Steph and Luca are leading the pack in voting right now. And it's a it's over a hundred thousand votes that Luca's got an edge on over Ja. Um, because again, people this is a terrible way <laughs> to do it. Um the, now look, the media gets a vote and the players get a vote, right? Which will be interesting to see, like that'll be very interesting to see how the players react to Luca, because Luca's not in the club. He's more in the club than Jokic. He's not just, in them. Jaws definitely, in, and Jaws definitely in the
0: club. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, no, I, I think there's, there's players that earn the other players respect. Jokic is clearly not one of them, especially if Marquise Morris is calling him a, a slobby sloppy 300 powder on, on Twitter like he did earlier tonight. Of uh, that's just, I'm not, I'm actually not going to touch that. Let's just, let's just. Let's close really quickly with uh, just a brief MVP check-in. Uh, my top five, if it were me voting right now, would be Steph, one, Jokic, two, Giannis, three, KD, four, DeMar, five, with LeBron and Embiid as six and seven. Who's your third? Giannis. Okay. I think that Giannis deserves it over KD. I think that he's, he's put himself into a top three with Steph and Yoke. Um, DeMar deserves the credits, uh, for a lot of what's going on in Chicago. Not all of it, as, as you mentioned with Zach Levine, but I think he's the guy that I think leads the pack in terms of the, the face value there for what's changed. Um, and that LeBron is creeping up and Embiid is creeping up too. So it's been a really strong MVP field. Like you, like you said.
1: Yeah. Um, I will tell you that my five would be KD one, Hmm. Steph two. Okay. Giannis three. Jokic four. I will give I will give Damar the fifth spot. Chris Paul shooting 32% from three on the season. Um so I'll give him the edge for right now. I think it's very indistinguishable between him and Zach. Um, but that would be my five. Um look.
0: I'm not trying to diss Jokic here. I, no, I was, I'm not. I, I, I was, believe me, the top four, I think, is very set in stone in terms of those are the four guys that you have to have leading the pack. Uh, they were the four guys that separated themselves in the straw poll that that Bontemps conducted. And I think that if you have any of those four guys in any different order, then it's it's fine. And it's, it's understandable. And it could still change over the course of the rest of the season. It's just that Steph is currently the clubhouse leader, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, um, I would have... I think Steph is the clubhouse leader in yeah. terms of sentiment and everything else. And I think he'll wind up winning it. Uh, Cause I think he'll not, he'll, he'll shoot better. Like just, he will, he will shoot better. He's been in a slump. This is the worst shooting slump of his career, you know? And if that's <laughs> yeah. And if, and if he doesn't come out of it, then that will have to change the conversation. But that'll also mean the Warriors are probably losing more games. Um, Here's the thing with KD is he has not had the space cadet and he has um, had the strip club all-star in full chicken wing mode. He lost Joe Harris. There's no front court. They have nobody. They're trotting out Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge trying to get stops. Like it's their front court rotation isn't to me is, is pretty embarrassing. And KD is leading the league in scoring at 30 points. 52, 37, 88 splits, along with eight rebounds and 5.7 assists per game. He averages more rebounds and assists than DeRozan. He averages more rebounds and assists than than Steph. I'm sorry, he is 0.4 behind Steph in assists. My bad. Um, he is lethally efficient, and he's done all this. He's the best defender on their team. And he's honestly like, he's had to carry more because that team is top heavy and their top heavy guys have either not been there or sucked. So for me, um, I honestly think, and like, look, when you watch, when you, here's the thing, night to night, when you watch, I think if you ask yourself, what was the best player in the league? Jokic, KD, and Giannis are the three guys that you're like, good God, good God. I think Steph is his own thing. Steph is just like,
0: Steph, it's it's hard right? to classify him for sure
1: yeah you don't watch Steph like break down three guys and power through a fourth and and make a tough layup you just see him run around and hit a bunch of threes Like that's what he does um and so and he's better than any human being in history he just is he is you know look. i need steph curry to win mvp i want to be very clear on this my wallet <laughs> my wallet needs steph curry to win mvp I have two major MVP positions and they are Steph Curry and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I got them at great odds in preseason. Um, But I do think if you look at like who's the best player in the league, it's you go KD, Jokic. You can make, if you make the argument for KD, Giannis, and Jokic, I don't have, like there's no way for me to really dissect dissect those arguments. They're foolproof. Um, But this is what's great. I think think it's good that these things can be fluid. I do think Steph is the leader. Um, I'll say this. If the Nuggets can just get, just get like a stretch where they win eight out of ten. That's gonna get Jokic so firmly in the comfort. Like everyone notices. That's the thing. Everyone, and you see it with the all-star returns. Like he's finally gotten the recognition, like he's there. Like people like know right. right? They know how great he is. And so all they need is to win. If they can win eight out of 10 sometime in the next two months, then Jokic is gonna be legitimately right in the thick of it. Like he, he can win MVP as a fifth seed with the other guys in the conversation all like winning 60 games. The Bucks probably not, but the Nets and, and Warriors can win 60 games and Jokic could still win it because everyone sees what he's doing.
0: I was going to ask if if there was a certain win number, if there was a certain seed that, that he would have to get to, that the Nuggets would have to get to in order to seriously consider him. I, I put it at about 50 or 48 in terms of the the actual win total number for this team, uh, because without without Michael Porter, without Jamal Murray for the, the first two thirds, three quarters of the season, it's it's uh it's definitely understandable why he's struggling for a lot of people. Uh, but but he still needs to get them to a certain threshold, I think. Do you know what that is?
1: I hate to say it, but I think that in order for him to to really get there into the conversation, there's um 46 games remaining. They have 46 games left in the season. Um, I think they have to go 30 and 16 the rest of the way for him to get there.
0: I think that's fair. That's 48 wins. And it's, it's understandable. Like you, you can't like, I think the the year that Russ won as the six seed, they were 48 and 34, if I'm not mistaken, it was either that or 47 and 35. And you could see that Russ was carrying the team on his back and enough people, were swayed by that, that they ultimately gave it to him. Uh, this is much of a, a similar situation where Denver's roster has just been stripped bare and Jokic has had to do all of the heavy lifting where a 26, 21 and 11 game is just not enough. It's, it just isn't. So I do think that there's something here for the nuggets that they, they have to figure out the rest of it. they have to figure out the backup center thing. They have to figure out a, the, the wing spots, but once they get back to Murray, things could get a lot easier. And, you never know like like you just got to go on a run like you said and they've got the easiest schedule in the league yeah
1: that's what, that is the good news they just got to take advantage of the good fortune which they've always been horrible at
0: <laughs> yay just just gotta just gotta have one thing go right man just what, what could go wrong <laughs> what could go wrong that's it uh do you have any other award race takes that you want to get off your chest at all uh most improved is really fascinating i think jaw's gonna win it there's so many
1: really good candidates though um okay miles bridges i think is in that conversation desmond bain deserves to be in that conversation like yeah. bain kind of fits the profile of of the guys that make that leap um i think coach of the year is gonna be another really great one um i think it, the betting market doesn't really know what to do with this race right now which i think is interesting uh, i put it in a bet in on uh jb bickerstaff if the cavaliers manage to survive without rubio to me it's got to be him nobody's had the had a worse collection like he's getting this done with castoffs a rookie And two guys on the shelf. So if
0: if the Cavs manage to just keep a playoff spot, I think JB Bickerstaff's got to be it. Um, They've been starting a Coro at the two man. Like it's it's so hard to space the floor anytime you do something like that, and they've just been great. uh, Billy Donovan, I think, is the other one because there's for as
1: much as everyone's like, oh, of course this makes sense. There's a lot of ways that this roster would just be a dumpster fire if you don't coach it correctly, and I think that Donovan's done an absolutely incredible job um, balancing that. I think uh, defensive player of the year. I do think necessarily has to be Draymond um, because I would win a lot of money, and that's what I want. Um, <laughs> I also think Matisse Thybul honestly doesn't get isn't getting enough discussion here. He is just an, uh, his steal and block rate, his on-ball defense, the way that he guards Steph Curry in the game that they played in, just uh, Thybul is so phenomenal. Draymond's the most impactful, but good God is Matisse Tybel great. Um, six is pretty much done. It's going to be Tyler Hero. Uh, It's a bummer that Jordan Poole didn't come off the bench more because I genuinely think that Jordan Poole has been better. But um, I think that Jalen Brunson could still work his
0: way into that conversation if he goes back to the bench. Maybe. It's possible. Could see that. He was really Uh, like, I I really like Jalen Brunson. I think he's he's found his way like a Monty Morris plus. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Um, And
1: rookie of the year is Mobley by a pretty wide margin to me at this point. I think scotty barnes had a chance but he's just too much COVID, too much injury, um various kind of things uh, cunningham is my uh, jalen green has shocked me with how bad he's been like i've just yeah. i really i thought i i thought jalen green would be an empty stats guy because i do believe in empty stats guys i thought he would put up i thought he would put up great numbers he just hasn't it's been really crazy he's been wildly disappointing um but yeah it's mobile by uh a country
0: mile as my daddy would say um <laughs> Clint Duncan is phenomenal. So, I love Evan Mobley. I think what he's done is great. Scotty Barnes is fantastic. Franz Wagner's fantastic. Like those guys are are all very good in their own different ways. But Mobley to me is just like he's like if Joel Embiid could stay healthy, like just just consistently and is just remaining athletic. Well, he's like this weird combination dynamic. though, because like he's he's also he's not plotting like Joel. He can
1: physically sure. do so much more. You can switch with it, like. There's just, I mean, there's nothing you, there's nothing he can't do, and there's nothing you can't do with him if you want to build a team around him. It's incredible. Like, yeah, I mean that guy. That, that guy looks fantastic. like he's going to be one of the. He looks like he's going to be one of the best players in the league, down the line. Um. I love it. You know he's number two on DraftKings for uh,
0: six man. I don't. Kelly Ubre. He's the points per game leader i'm pretty sure other than hero oh interesting
1: oh oh man i have to bet him
0: yeah um, no, he's like that it's, it's just the ppg guys like that's that's the way to do it and yeah, that's, always been, the, that's always been that's the way it goes
1: yeah so anyway those are those are the ones i think uh mvp i will say there's it's still hard to tell there's a good chance that the bucks you know we get to the end of this month and it's like oh hey Brooke Lopez is practicing with the team again two weeks later. It's like, ah, Brooke Lopez is gonna is gonna start playing after the all-star break and they get everybody back. And then like the Bucs go on like a 20 and two run to end the season. Like if the Bucs decided to actually put the pedal down, they just still look like this team that can destroy. And if that happens, Giannis obviously gets right back in that conversation because the numbers are there, the production, like you can watch him, like everything. Um, he's absolutely in that in that discussion. But the the problem is just like Steph's got such a lead in terms of Record and like all the like you know and his numbers. There's every reason I think that they will improve. So yeah, I think it's it's gonna be a fascinating MVP race. But there are certain things that we do have to kind of say are, are this is where the race is going into twenty twenty
0: two. All good. I I am firmly firm in agreement there. I think there's a reason why Demarcus Cousins was waived too. Like they they wouldn't do that if they didn't know something about brooke Lopez. I don't think because they're just so thin in the front court. Yeah. I did like them. I did like them getting Galloway, but that was a good pickup for them. Yeah, I agree. Definitely agree. Um, well, that'll do it, man. I, I really appreciate you coming on. This is uh this has been a lot of fun and I think very informative for a lot of people. Uh working on anything over at action that people should check out.
1: We're gonna think on Curry about how this is a great passing season for him. We're gonna do like on a season reset. Um uh, for Monday, it'll cover kind of where the betting market stands as we enter into 2022 general observations on teams, stuff like that. So it should be a lot of fun. Check it out
0: on the Action Network app that you can download today. Absolutely. Uh, that is going to do it everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, the Nuggets play the Sacramento Kings and We will see how Michael Malone's, uh, like if he's back, if he's back out of health and safety protocols, he then has to coach against the Kings and then loses to the Kings. uh, That could be a very fun presser. So so stay tuned for, for the pickaxe and roll podcast after that. Thank you everybody for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.